0: I love my family dearly, and I miss them every day, and they're my everything. But when I was doing my master's, and even before, I wanted to work in public health, and I wanted to do it in a place where I could learn, where I could be the best public health you know, scientist, best microbiologist that I could be so that I could come back home and, and help out.
1: There's a reason behind everything we do, right? Behind all the decisions we make that transform our lives into these lived experiences that we go through. And oftentimes, it's not just one decision that drives the entire narrative, but rather a series of intertwining choices that come together over the course of time. And regardless of where we are in life at this point, and even how far we've come, hard not to believe that somewhere along the line, there's always been something inside of us that's always known what happiness means. The question is whether we've been listening to that inner voice, and if so, what we've done to make those thoughts a reality. In today's episode, we focus on my friend Michelle Monkoski, with the hopes of understanding just a little bit more about why she left home and why she's still away after all this time, what it has to do with her own happiness and her dreams for the future, and what it means to continually learn about yourself in order to find your way back home. Here's Michelle.
0: I'm gonna be, you know, I mean, we're friends, right? And I'm going to be incredibly transparent here. I'm 40, right? So that also comes with a set of its own, like craziness, right? And and so I'm going now through a period where I'm reflecting on 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 my life, on my last you know 40 years, and how I mo- want to move you know forward. I mean, it's and and again, you know, like I I just turned 40 in February, and so as, as I'm in the middle of, of of this year, you know, I'm I'm feeling it. <laughs> you know but um but that's where I'm at right now
1: honestly that number is still so weird to me and for whatever reason it threw me for a huge loop when I turned 40 and the thing is it took me a solid 5 years to become comfortable with the idea of being in my 40s and i know it doesn't say much about my ability to cope with age and i'm still not sure what it is that makes that transition so difficult But here I am turning 47 this year, and I think what's really stood out this decade is the fact that my time on this earth seems to be so much more limited than ever before. I know it doesn't make all that much sense, but just curious if that resonates with how you're feeling about things.
0: That is it. You're incredibly, I mean, so when my dad got diagnosed, I was in, I was thirty right so you know 37 38 so you know right there you know thinking and so yeah i mean it's that i don't feel invincible anymore i don't feel like i mean when i look back you know to to that 2014 when i told you about you know like me going to brazil not knowing and uh, learning the language not knowing you know the language you know perfectly but then raising my hand and literally like bullcrapping you know my way because i wanted to like travel to brazil right for personal and professional you know purposes you know as, as well i mean it was going to be company paid it was like brazil company paid what every two weeks traveling somewhere new to train people for six months count me in like i will learn the language that's broken spanish i will learn it i don't care and if you ask me to do that now i'd be like yikes um i mean i'd still do it but I would have a lot of more reservations like I would not get into taxis like randomly or be as, 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 as crazy you know as I you know as I was you know just getting into you know hospitals and doing training and, and, and thinking that I'm you know the shit you know sorry about, sorry about the French, right? Um, yeah, it's crazy now that I think of it. I think that that's one of the boldest thing I've, things I've ever done in my, in my life.
1: That's pretty wild being in Brazil and being able to live like that. And what I'm hearing you say is that perhaps what you've lost over the years is that decisive ability to just live, right? To do things that are seemingly crazy and spontaneous and not so much measured and calculated. And you know, that just makes so much sense to me. And I'd venture to say that just about everyone listening out there can relate in some way. I should point out though that You've been going through this transition smack dab in the middle of a pandemic, which in and of itself has turned the world upside down like never before. I mean, it must have been super difficult.
0: There's a phrase in Spanish, right? Es lo que nos llevamos, which is that's what we take with us wherever we go after this lifetime. So I don't know. Things like that, I don't see them as making us better or worse. I think it's. I don't know. I've been also thinking about a lot about life and spirituality and all that stuff. And yeah, like that's what we take with us. Right. And I'm really happy that I'm taking that with me good and bad. I think that I've, that I've become more, I guess, aware and less dare I say selfish. Um, Before that, I used to be very into, all right, what's, what can I get from it? What's in it for me? You know, I want to get to point B. I want to be, I mean, I want to succeed in this. Right. And so when the, when the switch was flipped, you know, now to me it's like more, all right, so how can I, how can I help from, from my position? And it's been a challenge, a big challenge, especially being, you know, so far away, you know, from your family, right? Um, because of of the physical, you know, distance that, that, that the pandemic, you know, created. I mean, I was already physically, you know, apart, but at least I was a three hour, three and a half hour flight, you know, away. Um, and so that to me, that to me was a, was a learning, you know, point. Now from a professional, you know, standpoint, being um, at EY help me be a better consultant. And so consulting is about thinking about your client, right? Very corporate-y. I know, I know. Very, you know, Kool-Aid-ish. I get it. I know, I know. But but in its essence, it's about serving. It's about thinking about others. It's about having the other person's best interest as yours. And this is not to say that you need to be you know, submissive or, 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 yes, man, this is not about it. I mean, this is about bringing your expertise to the best person's interest. And that to me ties a lot into, into passion. If we, if we want to go, you know, that route, but going back to, to the law of one and to, you know, a little bit of stoicism, that's what, EY, what, the, what the experience right at EY, you know, did, you know, for me now, With you, right, when we worked, you know, together. To me, it was even more special because I was selfish enough, right, to to have that experience only for me. To have you, right, as a mentor, as a more than a boss, right. Um, And so to see you, like you, really having the hero's best interest as your interest, like to me, I saw it in action.
1: I really appreciate you saying that. And you know it means a lot to know that we met for more than just a job. Matter of fact, I was telling someone the other week and my only regret with our time together was that I had to leave so soon after you came on board. You know me, I've got this belief that we're meant to cross paths with one another for very specific reasons and that oftentimes it's not for what we think. Like, I don't think working together at Hawthorne was the ultimate reason for our friendship. And I'm actually very curious about what the future has in store for us. Because it's hard to deny we're kindred spirits in many ways, right?
0: My philosophy is that as long as whatever you do makes you or helps you do good, then go for it. As crazy as it may sound, right? I've been reading about um, spirituality in the sense of manifestation. And you know how the lo- there's a law of attraction, right? When the, now there's also a law of one. So the law of one, what it says is that if you, let's see. Okay. So if, if you want something in your life, be it money, be it love, be it whatever, the way that you operate, that you have to operate is, by looking into the best interest of others who are going to help you get there. So we are all a part of one. So that's why it's called the law of one. So if you operate from that standpoint, of course, what you desire is gonna come to you. And so while it may sound crazy and to my scientific mind, you know, sounds crazy. When I think of the law of one in terms of my learnings from learning and development, That's exactly like servant leadership. Think about, think about it. You know, you're here to serve, you know, you're here to serve others. And that's why I like it so much. And of course, if you think in terms of whatever is it that you're doing has to help others. Yeah, you're going to get what, yeah, you're going to get what you're manifesting. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Do I need to learn more? You bet. But that's where I'm at right now
1: so i don't know about you but this seems like the perfect segue to exploring some of your thoughts of the future now that we're coming out of covid and that we've got this entirely new opportunity to take everything we've learned and to design a future that makes a lot more sense to us as both individuals and as human beings tell me more about where you stand with all that and more specifically how much of the future is going to be determined by your past?
0: I I honestly, it's really funny. It's like we're almost in sync. Or you're thinking for me or you're having my, th- I don't know what's going on. We need to talk about that witchcraft. Um, <laughs> because right now I'm, I'm actually, you know, thinking about, about that. You know, it's been 15 years and, and I want to, I want to give back, right? All I've learned. I mean, I started out during the pandemic with a podcast um, in Spanish. There were no, because there are no, not too many, you know, resources for learning and development, you know, professionals um, in Spanish, and so and so. I've had a, a, amazing conversations with with other aspiring, you know, professionals within the field, you know, in Latin America and even, you know, Puerto Rico. Um, and I want to do more. And so now I'm thinking, you know, about how I can help, whether it's, you know, with, with an LLC that I just formed or, or, you know, through consulting or maybe, you know, maybe having, maybe continuing, you know, my podcast, maybe having, you know, some other resources. But I feel like I'm at a point in my career and also personal life where I want to give back. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure that out.
1: Hearing you say that reminds me of one of the most joyful aspects of this phase of our lives, which is the ability to give back in many ways. Like you said, right, whether it be through the sharing of all the knowledge we've come across up to this point, or simply meeting others and sharing the learnings from our lived experiences. You know, I'm not sure if our listeners have made this connection yet, but you and I are also alike in that we were both born into very different cultures and that we've grown up developing two very different versions of ourselves if you will some might refer to it as code switching but there's the Puerto Rican Michelle and then there's the Michelle from Atlanta who used to work for EY I'm curious how much of your life in Puerto Rico are you considering as you plan for the next few years
0: The reason why I wanted to to come to the United States was not because things were bad in Puerto Rico or because I wanted to escape something or... I, I love my family dearly and I miss them every day and they're my everything. But when I was doing my master's and even before, I wanted to work in public health and I wanted to do it in a place where I could learn, where I could be the best public health, you know, scientist, best microbiologist that I could be, so that I could come back home and and help out. So you see, so you see the you see the pattern here, right? Um, and to me, it, it absolutely made sense to to leave to work at the CDC. To work in public health, the best place in public health, you know, in the entire world, you know, like I would get the best, you know, and I worked my ass off doing internships, you know, during my masters and having the best grades I could and applying to stuff. And I finally got it. I mean, it was a really hard decision for me. Um, I remember the song that played in the airplane when I left Puerto Rico on that one way ticket was The Reason from Huba Stank. Um,
1: perfect person there's many things I and
0: I, I cannot believe I'm gonna cry um but I could that moment that moment was incredibly real for me incredibly real for me um because I left my friends I was leaving my friends I was choosing to be without what I knew right into to go to the unknown, but also with the hope that I was going to learn and I was going to be the best, you know, public health, you know, environmental health slash scientist, you know, um, out there and perhaps, you know, come back home and, and and do a, a doctorate degree or, or just work, you know, basically just helping out in any way that I can. Um, But then I decided to stay, you know, um, because I wanted to learn more. And I guess it stayed, you know, that way for 15 years now.
1: And so that begs the question of whether your pursuit of your just cause, you know, your innate desire to help the people of Puerto Rico, does helping in its truest sense mean that you've got to pack your bags and move back home?
0: Ooh, I like that question. Um, because I, again, you know, I, I've, I've been thinking about that. So my heart of hearts, of course, wants to be there. I mean, who doesn't want to be near a beach? Who doesn't want to be, you know, near family? You know, um, but then again, you know, I have to also take, you know, a stoic approach, you know, to it. Is it practical? Right? Um, is it a thing where, you know, where it's going to make, you know, sense, you know, for me to to do that. Can I help from a distance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, again, you know, that goes back to me trying to discover ways to do this. I mean, there have been some laws that have been passed um, for, uh, you know, for businesses, you know, to be able to have a presence, you know, in Puerto Rico. And, 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 and there are some, you know, benefits, you know, to that. Um, but on the other hand, I'm also seeing friends of mine, right, move back to Puerto Rico, you know, with their businesses. And of course, I'm going to get FOMO, right? I'm like, no, dude, I want to be there too. What? I want to move there, you know. But, you know, I know that it's a process and I, and I need to, to go through that. You know, thinking also, you know, very stoically here, um, I also think, need to think about livelihood, right? So back home, the opportunities are not incredibly great for locals, um, or for the, for the local, you know, economy. So I think it would be a thing of where, where can I, where do I, where do I fit, right? In the puzzle. Um, and I think that I, I, and that is something that is an assignment that I need to, that I need to go through. Right. Um, Because it could very well be, you know, either consulting, you know, from here or starting, you know, doing some pro bono, you know, stuff or, you know, helping in any way, you know, I can or is it still going to be a thing? of Okay, so let's let's keep doing, you know, social media or maybe maybe I can offer, you know, some sort of course, maybe I can um, offer something. Right. Um, So I think that to me, again, you know, it's been for the past. I want to say, well, this is incredibly fresh. Since, the you know, last month I've been trying to, the word in Spanish is maquinar, but it's like to to think, to tinker, right? With, With ideas and whatnot.
1: Listen, Michelle, I know we're only scratching the surface with this conversation and that you're not gonna figure it all out today. But I do wanna let you know that your journey thus far has garnered so much of my admiration Not only for you as a friend of mine, but as a native daughter of Puerto Rico. It's something I sense about you every time we talk, and quite honestly, it's uh, so awesome to witness. That being said, I'd love to close out today's episode with a question you're familiar with. If you would, take us home and share with us how you think we can make tomorrow a better version of today.
0: That's a, that's, that's a really good question. And so to me, like I've always, yeah, I've, I've thought long and hard about how to answer it. Cause I know that this question was going to come up. <laughs> I think that to me, again, it's going back to, to thinking into, and into and acting on how can I, how can I grow so that I can help others? Right. And I think that to me, at least in my, in in my experience, my very personal one is is through education, through knowing, you know, through getting to know myself, to being more empathetic, to, to being, you know, bolder, right. And asking questions and and keep moving, you know, forward. So that's how I, that's how I envision, right. Helping make, to make a, a better world and even more, even more than being bolder, even more than than trying to better myself, is also giving space again the same space that I that I've been giving to be myself. Still give space to others, you know, to be themselves and and help in any way that I can, whether it be be it in Spanish, English, Portuguese, you name it. So that's it for me. That's my answer.
1: As you might already be thinking, this is a conversation that's going to continue, perhaps for a really long time. In the meanwhile, though, if you've listened this far, I hope we've left you in a good place. And I hope that during the next conversation you have, whether it be with a stranger or someone you love, that you keep in mind the fact that we all have reasons for each and every one of our decisions. And that part of being good to one another Involves being able to understand the reasons behind why we do what we do.